Titan spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody. I'm my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Well rested. How about yourself? I can say the same as well. Well, the get the uh, I guess we got a little explaining to do here. So um, I know this might come as a surprise to some of you guys out there, but Phil and I uh, do take a yearly vacation. Uh, I know it's not good on our podcast reputation, but we needed to... And we've kind of arranged it once a year. Uh, since we're single, don't have children, kind of take a trip somewhere new. And this time we went to the beautiful state of Louisiana, moreover, New Orleans. And we will be kind of just taking the episode to talk about <laughs> some of the interesting uh, things that we saw there. Uh, next Wild week. Wild place. Wild, yeah. <laughs> wild place uh we will be back on a regular schedule next week uh right in time for the holiday season and i know it's miserable and everybody hates it so maybe by then our podcast will cheer you up but for now let's get this band rolling but before that phil has an important message yeah, I just wanted to say I've been wanting to do this more, you know, kind of get back into it. Uh, I really wanted to thank one person this week on Instagram who got a hold of us. Uh, thank you, Luana. Uh, Luana and her husband were on a road trip uh, through Texas. I don't know if Ooh. they went anywhere special in Texas or maybe got out of the state, you know, but <laughs> uh, apparently they found our podcast and they started binging it. She got a hold of me while I was waiting in the airport. It was nice to have something to do while I was there. So <laughs> thank you, Luana. And I hope you keep listening. Hope you hear this episode. Yeah, uh, I think I think we there's one more special <laughs> thing we got to talk about. We talked about it at the hotel. And simply for the name on the review, we have to thank you because <laughs> I don't remember if it was... <laughs> Big Booty Latina 77, I believe, ah. or 76. One of those numbers. Uh, the name was perfect. You know, it's kind of became a meme for the show. And uh, thank you very much for doing that because, honestly, we had a very, very good laugh at that review. And uh, we fucking really appreciated that. Wouldn't mind if you raised it up to five stars. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. It was hilarious. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. Uh but anyway, now that that's out of the way here, uh, oh, go first, ahead. First off, I wanted to see if you had seen it. Uh, we were kind of busy on vacation. I don't know if you had seen it. Did you see the ring door cam video of Bill Belichick uh, coming out of a possible uh, walk of shame uh, out ah. in the uh, the morning? One some morning, we don't know. Did you see that video? I did not. Oh, you did not. It's been going around. By the time this comes out, it'll be old, old news. This is about maybe four or five days ago. This came out, but I, 
I don't know. I mean, it's, I thought maybe you had seen it. I know you're on Instagram a lot more than me. Apparently it was a ring door camera caught Bill Belichick coming out of a house somewhere in New England, supposedly shirtless. And a lot of people think that it may have been a walk of shame. Okay. So he has, I guess as the kids would call it a side chick, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things where we don't know like where the ring door camera is. So everyone's been kind of joking that he was slipping out of the house after uh, getting himself a little piece of ass. You know, kind of jo- it's you know Bill Belichick, really serious. You don't you know you don't think of him outside of football. Uh, I was kind of thinking a lot of people were saying you know where the hell is the discretion these days? You know he's supposed to be new like New England royalty. You know. These kind of videos really shouldn't come out of him, you know, out of a somebody posted a ring door cam video. But I was thinking, I know this sounds crazy. 2024 prediction. You know where there is still some discretion, Cody. Where's that? Iowa City, Iowa. Ah, yeah. I- <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Bill Belichick, he could fucking bang any of those fucking hogs out in Iowa City. It, <laughs> no one cares. Also, too, there is a, everyone knows this also, there's a temporal vortex when it comes to technology in the state of Iowa. Yeah, They're yeah. still walking around with fucking razors, like for phones. The ring door cameras probably won't be there for another two <laughs> or three years. Honestly, like he could be going to a team in the Iowa Hawkeyes that are a dynasty in waiting. Give his, you know, give his retirement years out there. What do you think about that? So you want him to be the head coach for that team? Oh, oh, fuck yeah! yeah. Really? Imagine, imagine recruitment. Hawkeye, amazing. Wait, wait. Are you saying Cyclones or Hawkeyes? Hawkeyes. What the Hawkeyes. fuck? <laughs> 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 Iowa City, Iowa is Iowa Hawkeyes. The okay. team that I like. <laughs> Does he have any connection to Iowa? None. Okay. None whatsoever. It. Yeah, are you now? Are you sure Kurt Fairness Ferentz is gone? No, I'm not sure he's gone, but I'm hoping he follows his son out. We um, pick up Bill Belichick. That's uh, that's quite a pickup there. It'd be pretty sweet. Um, I don't know. I feel like I wonder what Bill would do because I think he's mid seventies. I believe I know he's like one of the oldest coaches in the league. He's uh, uh I think he's like 71 or 72. Yeah. Yeah, 6 No, he has 7 or 8 Super Bowls, I think. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he would do. I mean, that's a lot of stress. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, obviously I'm joking. I don't think he's he's actually going to go to Iowa, but it would be pretty sweet. You never know. Um knowing him, if I had to guess, right? He would do something like take over for Nick Saban or be on Nick Saban's Alabama team or like some because them two are like butt buddies you know or whatever and uh as far as I know now I think Kirk Ferentz may have been a he might have been at a NFL team when Bill Belichick was there they might have been like assistant coaches at the same time or something like that okay so there might be that connection he's not obviously he's not going to be Kirk Ferentz's assistant coach I'm hoping Kirk Ferentz takes off but (laughs) (laughs) it would be pretty sweet i don't know also uh i'm not sure we all know craft is into that i don't think there is a lot of uh rubbing tugs in iowa city not known for the handy j you know massage parlors yeah so he's not gonna find any of that 
but well, at least Robert Kraft won't come visit him, I guess. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. the The Patriots suck, so he's probably just like cashed out for the year, and he's just doing whatever he wants. That would be my guess, but uh, I I don't know for sure. I will have to see if I can see that video um, and see. I don't know. Maybe him and his wife have an arrangement or something. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. It's been all over the place. So, uh, well, now you know what happens. Now we we talk about it. It's gonna pop up on my feed because we all know the phones are listening. So, oh, it's probably on your your feed right now, just yeah. itching for you to yeah to watch it. Well, speaking of my feed, we. <laughs> <laughs> we should, uh, you know, talk about what we've been up to the last week here. Um, so we did something smart because we are getting old. Our memory's not quite as good. We took notes as we <laughs> as we went along, and the best part is, is Phil told me just a few keywords, and I wrote that in the notes. And I'm looking at it right now, and I have zero idea what it means. I'm hoping he can decode it. But uh, we'll have to put it. We'll have to put it together from what you remember and what I remember. But uh, we'll <laughs> when we get there, we'll talk about that. Um, so real quick before we get telling the story here, well, you, did you did you do a full day of work today or like a partial one or what? A partial day. Okay. Did you like today was my first full day back to work? Did you have to experience like a lot of people asking you questions about the trip? No, not really. I'm, uh, I mean, we kind of, we're in cubicles that we can kind of talk to each other, but everyone's pretty busy. So gotcha. I did get a couple of people ask me, but it's not really, um, we're also kind of in a little cubicle shell kind of like on our own. So. Gotcha. Well, you know, I had a lot of, I mean, obviously I appreciate people remembering <laughs> that I was actually on vacation, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like after you get a haircut, and everybody asks you if you got a haircut. I know it's just proper thing to do, but it's like after you're about the tenth person, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I got a haircut. Was getting long. Yeah, no, I need a haircut." Nobody bothers me about my hair. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You, you, after about four days, I shave it down to the skull, and no one talks about it. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> you don't have Did that problem. The, here's what I noticed: the funny thing, I did notice a lot of people who assumed that because you went to new orleans it's always like a constant mardi gras atmosphere yeah you have to tell anyone that no it was not like that at all this time around i i don't here's the thing though i don't know if it's just because of like the different cultures we work in but almost everybody just asked me like what i enjoyed the most or something like that like nothing about partying nothing like that just like, how was the trip, and what did you really like there? Yada, yada, yada. Nothing like juvenile. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get too much of that from some of my, some of the coworkers I work close with. Um, some of the ones who were out on the floor uh, who asked me about my trip, kind of, when they found out it was New Orleans, they asked me like, oh, did you, <laughs> you know, insinuate kind of deal. <laughs> See anything good out there? Throw any beads? You know, that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> I don't think it was the time of year for that. There was beads, but I didn't, we did not see any breasts. Um, the tourists that we saw were of an age that you did not want to see the beads thrown at <laughs> Let's just say. Here's the thing. I think maybe if you were out there at like midnight when everyone's tuned up, maybe. 
Mm. Some more crazy shit would happen, but we didn't we didn't stay out that late. But uh, I did tell my coworkers the cool stories that we're gonna be sharing with you guys. Um, okay, before one more thing here. <laughs> <laughs> so all I want to know is out of ten, what would you have rated New Orleans overall? Ooh, as far as vacations go, I would say I'd give it. And eight and a half. Maybe okay. if we went there during like Mardi Gras weekend and I was 10 years younger, I probably would have given about an 11. Like just like Bourbon Street, just in the time of year that we went, like on that Thursday, it was it was cooking pretty good. Yeah. And we were we were home by like 1030 and it was already like I, it was already pretty big. I think New Orleans will appeal to three groups of people, people mm-hmm. who like to party people who like food, and then people who like history. I think if you are one of those categories, I think it's a cool place to visit, especially just seeing, like, I've I've never really seen old buildings like that just kind of, like, still there, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that, just that, and, like, kind of the streets just feel old. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it, um, but... It- it was it was amazing how the French Quarter is kind of like a time capsule. Yeah. And everything yeah. outside of the French Quarter is very modern and new. And then you go in the French Quarter and it's all like 200, 300 year old buildings that are kind of just still sitting there or 100 year old buildings that have a facade that make it look like they're 200, 300 year old buildings. I learned a lot of those buildings weren't as old as they were made up to appear to be. Really? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. If we've known anything, especially from eating in some of the establishments, not all of them, <laughs> false advertisement is the name of the game in New Orleans and the ghost tour, which we'll definitely be talking about because I think that is a very big thing that maybe we have a few complaints about. Um, but I, I put in my note, and I these two things, I think, happened even before I left Minnesota and... I, I felt like they were just an omen for the weirdness that was going to come uh, when we we're there. So I told you when I was in the airport, I'm standing in line to get a coffee before my flight. And there's a fucking Amish guy <laughs> standing in line. And I asked Phil, I'm like, I didn't know these dudes could fly in a plane. You said maybe it was a Mennonite, but yeah, he had like the Amish garb on. So I don't know. He had the married man beard and all that shit it was i never thought i'd see that on uh at an airport yeah i know so when it comes to amish here's the thing i know that they can get a ride in a car they just can't drive one or own one so if you want to if an amish person is offered a ride in a car they can take it so and don't quote me on this because i have no idea talking out of my ass here maybe it's the same for if they're on an airplane, maybe if someone else pays for their ticket and they're not like flying the plane, they're just going for a ride. Maybe they can ride on an airplane too. I mean, we do know, like we mentioned, like we talked about this like that day when we discussed this, all this Amish shit is just for tax purposes anyway. Well, I'm starting to notice maybe it's just modern Amish, but they know more loopholes around their yeah. own set of rules than tax than rich people do paying taxes like this is how intricate they have 
kind of found loopholes in their own rules that they set for themselves. Here's what I'm going to say. That Amish guy, he better not have watched a single movie on his headrest because he should be shunned and kicked out if he watched any of those terrible movies they have on that headrest. I think the only thing you can really get shunned for in the Amish community is you pay any sort of tax at all. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, dude. What the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) I don't have AC. And you watched a movie and you pay taxes on it, you asshole. He's like, don't worry. I watched um, Kingpin. It has Amish people in it, so it's it's fine. Um, The other thing I had at the airport, and I, I honestly wish... Some sort of security guard would have arrested this guy, but a kid was literally skateboarding up and down the terminal. Mm. And I'm just like, come on, dude. And like, he had to be, maybe he was 18 or a little older than that, but it's like, you should know better. If you had any sort of like hard candy, like that you were eating at the time, just toss a couple in front of him <laughs> as he's riding by. Just have just a, watch just- him eat it. I just wish like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin would have just clotheslined his ass right off of that thing, but uh, but yeah, it 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 was it, it was interesting. It was uh, I guess. Did you have any fun Ooh. pre on your plane or anything? On the ride back, the lady behind me, I think she may have added her. Uh, you know how most people who go on a plane nowadays, they take pills, you know, yeah, uh, like a little Ambien, a little Zanny, a little, <laughs> you know, Zanny for the trip. Yeah. I think she may have mixed alcohol with her Xanax or ah. something for pills because she was like freaking out. She grabbed my arm at one point and I looked back and she said, oh, sorry, I already asked you. And she hadn't talked to me at all. When she got up to go to the bathroom, the flight, she basically was using people's shoulders to like as a walker and then on the way back the flight attendant had to like take her by the hand and bring her back to her seat the moment she sat down and the flight attendant walked away she immediately ran back to the bathroom so and like the the rest me and the me and the chick right next to each other across the i had an aisle seat across the aisle we're just like looking at each other like oh fuck like (laughs) this lady's about to like do something like strip her clothes off and go nuts on everybody or something (laughs) i don't know what's going on Ah, uh, wow. Okay, that's something you don't want to see on the plane. I know she's probably just her her little uppers and down are probably downers. <laughs> uh, it went a little haywire in her head there, but uh... she. It was funny because on the way off the plane, when everyone was like up grabbing their bags and shit, she apologized personally to everyone around her. So I think she realized, like, once she came out of it, like, oh. I must have made an ass out of myself. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have a red flag next time I fly. Um, <laughs> She's got one of those special numbers by her fucking when she gets buys a ticket now. Yeah. <laughs> Strip search at the fucking security every time. Um. So the other thing that was weird when I landed there for I don't even still don't even know why. But like the plane was a half an hour early from its like. Time it was supposed to land, so it was like 12 o'clock when I landed, right? And we couldn't check into the hotel until 4 p.m., so I didn't want to just head there and have to just sit in the lobby until they were ready. So I just chilled at the airport. I literally was watching the Vikings game at the airport on uh, some illegal streaming site. It was was actually kind of peaceful a little bit. But the other funny thing, and I don't think I told you this part, but um, after about an hour or two, I got in an Uber, right? And we're leaving. And the guy, I don't know. I 
he English wasn't his first language, so I couldn't even tell what he was saying. But so we were we're on that high. Remember that highway, right? Yeah. That we took to the airport. He like exit off off of that, and he's like, "Hey, there's construction up there, and I <laughs> we're gonna take this way." And at that moment, maybe I'm being paranoid, but I literally was like thinking about texting either my mom or sister or something and just be like, hey, I'm in the cab with this guy just in case something <laughs> happens. Like, I don't know. It It's it, in the moment, you know, I don't know the city. I don't know where we are. Like, he just kind of took a detour and then got himself lost after the fact. But um, is that paranoid? A little bit. Uh, okay. If you were a chick, I would say will, no, yeah. not at all. But a 38-year-old dude, probably a little bit. Hey, um, you never but know. maybe he wanted to rob you, you know? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just never fucking know. So, and if we've learned anything from true crime, let someone know where you are. So at least... <laughs> If you are murdered, they'll know who to look for. Um, a lot of lot of swampland outside the yeah. city. There, he could have, yeah, could have been crocodile food, man. <laughs> Definitely, but the or ended up in one of those empty catacombs. Now, here's part two of this guy: is his phone died on the way there, and he asked me to look up directions how to get there. <laughs> so I had to quickly pull up my Google Maps. And, like, tell him on what streets to turn. And I'm just like, I don't even know if I should give this guy a tip. But I did anyway. But, you know, it was just like, it just felt so unprofessional. Yeah, just a true pro there. You always, the secret is you always want to tip. Because if you don't tip, you'll get, like, a lower driver rating. Or a rider. How does that work? A rider, rider rating, which... You don't actually see your own like rider rating anymore, supposedly. And if you don't give good tips, you can get bad rider ratings and it could take forever for you to get a ride. Like you'll be sitting like if you're out in Minneapolis, you go out, see a band waiting for a fucking Lyft or an Uber at 12 in the morning. You might be waiting a little bit longer than you should be just because no one wants to pick up a bad tipper. Yeah, that's the sad truth, isn't it? But uh... yeah. Uber Eats now, if you don't leave the tip. Like bef when you order your food, if you don't automatically leave the tip beforehand, your food might not come at all. That seems a little asinine because if you tip them before they even get there, you don't know how the service is. Yeah, that's just the fucking way of things, though. <laughs> you know, they have the power in that instance. You didn't want a tip. And guess what? Fucking you don't get your food. That is I can true. see it. Are you a big Uber Eats guy? I, I guess I never asked. No, I'm not. I, uh, I I go pick up my food. Yeah, I, I don't. And I used to order like Domino's and uh, they would basically have a Domino's driver come bring it to you. Now I've learned that Uber Eats does Pizza Hut and Domino's, like all the pizza places that used to have their own delivery drivers. Now it's all Uber Eats people. Oh. So I don't like Uber Eats because instead of a guy at the, the shop, like waiting to take pizzas. Now they make the pizzas. It sits there and waits for an Uber Eats person to come grab it. Then they have to go to a bunch of different places, pick up food, drop off food. So you're waiting like an hour and a half. I just hate Uber Eats. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if it's just like, because we grew up in Iowa or something, but I never use them either. Um, I'll yep. just drive and just pick it up because is it, cause it's kind of like you said, I always feel like it's a little fresher, but yep. uh 
But yeah, that's uh, neither here nor there. But um, I guess we should talk about the hotel. Yeah, let's talk about the trip. That's <laughs> that's the fun part. The okay. hotels suck. Or no, the the uh, the way that we got there, you know, airports suck. Let's talk about the trip. With us, so I say you don't you didn't like the hotel. No, I meant the airplanes. Oh suck. yeah, the airports yeah, yeah. Suck. No, I'm talking about the 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 old ass hotel <laughs> we stayed at. Yeah, it was definitely a former brothel. You could tell. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, it, there was a lot of things about. Actually, I shouldn't even say this. You know, the haunting shit. But every th- single thing there allegedly is haunted, or has zombies, or fucking vampires, or whatever have you. But, um, but yeah, I prostitutes buried in the basement yeah yeah all all that i like you said i think they just there's just lie about everything to get people in there um but yeah the the hotel was cool is like from the 1800s or that's what it says i don't they say that and then they talk about new orleans burning down twice and it's like (laughs) what is the truth here (laughs) where's the god it turns out all those buildings were built in the 20s Probably, but uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's kind of get into some of the stuff we did there. Um, Phil, do you have anything you want to mention here? Uh, maybe we went on possibly the worst uh, tour, haunted tour in the city. I think in the French Quarter. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about right away, right off the bat. So uh, we, how much did we pay each? It was, uh, what, $40 yeah. each to go yeah. on this haunted tour. Yeah. We, there's a, there's a, it's one of those deals where it starts at a pub. We go to a pub in the middle and then it ends. Um, basically we can walk off. We're in the pub district kind of deal. So the funny thing is they have us walk to this pub to start it off. That's where all of the tours are meeting. Uh, you know, the over 18 tour, which we were in was wearing uh, blue wristbands, white wristbands was the family one. And then there was another uh, family one. So we walk, we're, we're, we're enjoying a beverage in this yep. pub. And all of a sudden someone walks in and have you ever noticed how, like we've taken uh, a few of these tours. You've taken tours in different places without me. And I've taken tours too. You ever notice that people on these paranormal tour guides are just, just a little zany, a little, little quirky. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> That's kind of what we meant. Like, someone walked in the door, and we'll just say she she stood out from the rest of the crowd. Um, Didn't initially know that was going to be the tour guide, but uh, you know when we the further we went along, like you were saying, the other tour guides we ran into were dressed uniquely. We'll say I think one motherfucker had a goddamn skull cane. He was carrying around. I remember that guy. Do you remember him? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I remember maybe it was him. Maybe it was a different guy. The guy who walked past us leading his own tour and said, you guys got the best tour guide in all of French Quarter, blah, blah, blah. He might have been the last hipster I'll ever see in my entire <laughs> life because I've, I've heard that hipsters have kind of gone extinct a little uh, bit. I don't know. Uh, that's a definitely bold hold. He was holding the fucking rope for the hipster. Yeah. Crowds, though, I yes, think. he was. <laughs> well, uh, basically, I guess the uh, it was kind of genius to get you in the bar, you know, and then eventually we lined up. How many people were in our crowd? Eight, I think. Yeah, it was. um I, I believe it was an even number, uh, but yeah, about eight to ten. 
including us. The thing, I like I said, we didn't know that was a tour guide initially, but um, yeah, she was definitely quirky. Maybe New Orleans is kind of weird, so maybe she's kind of weird, so kind of fits in the whole aesthetic of the tour, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're not going to have just a normal person in blue jeans and a black t-shirt leading, <laughs> leading the, not like me, you know. No, just not some at guy, all. some guy who looks like he, he just showed up <laughs> from a fucking factory job. I know. know, but well, she kept saying like she was local, right? And yep. part of me wondered like how many of them are actually local. Yeah, well, she did like to point out which tour guides were not local. Well, there was that one tour that she like she stopped us right before we walked by and she said, whatever you do, don't listen to a word this man says. He's not a local. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he was he was really animated, really, really pumped up, but he did not sound like he was even from the South. So I yeah. think definitely he probably wasn't a local. They so. have a very distinct accent. Yeah, definitely. I was also going to say, too, um, we have to bring this up a little bit. She talked quite a bit about vampires. I thought she was going to do the thing where they kind of ask, like, oh, who's a vampire in here? Anybody a vampire? Blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, I have kind of uh, pronounced fangs. It's I've got a lot of I got a lot of mutt German in me. So my fangs are very pronounced and pointy. So I was kind of at that point, like very much like keeping my mouth shut, covering my mouth when I spoke. <laughs> I did not want her to see that at all. She didn't. You didn't want her to know you were a German vampire. <laughs> Either a Nord or a vampire, or not a Nord. What's that? Uh, the Viking. Probably a little bit. There's a lot of Viking in me, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she kept on saying that she's been getting in trouble because she she was more people wanted to hear about the ghost. But all that she wanted to talk about was the vampire, <laughs> yeah. which we later on learned. She claimed, here's how you know someone's in a secret vampire organization. If the moment they mention a secret vampire organization, they mention that they are not a part of it. They are a part of it because <laughs> she told us how to get into the secret vampire speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah, I God, I totally forgot about that. Um Yeah. I, I this is what when people were asking me about this because like before I went I was saying like the ghost tours is what I like. I love the ghost tours. And I was kind of pumped up about this one because I I heard the tour overall was good and maybe in comparison to all the other ones cuz every night you'd see groups of people touring around. So it's a very big aspect of New Orleans. But you like couldn't go inside anywhere. So it's like a street yeah. tour of the alleged haunted buildings. But while the buildings are beautiful, when you look at them, you cannot see what the inside looks like. You, do, you have no idea what it looks like inside of there. If it's spooky, nothing. You're just kind of like on the outside of it. Definitely. Yeah. So we didn't go inside anywhere. We only actually stopped at like, what, four buildings? We stopped at the uh, the, uh, the Andrew Jackson Hotel. Yep. We stopped at a couple of houses and then the Lala House. What did she say? A Hungarian king, prince or something or duke? Oh, yeah. That big house on the corner. The one that was owned by the one that she said, like, the townspeople may have. Uh, that was actually an interesting place. I really liked the architecture yeah. and it was a good story. That yeah. was a good one. I like that one. She went into depth on that one. 
Um, and then there was a couple of other ones that she didn't really go into depth on. She did stop and talk to us about like the secret vampire spots a little bit, which I think maybe she's the only tour guide who would do that. So if you're really into vampires, she would be the one. I'm not huge into the vampire stuff. Uh, I'm really big into like the ghost stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the the oh, main. Oh, go ahead. And we did stop by where they did interview with and American Horror Story Coven. Yep. That house was cool. I wish you could go in that one. Like I feel like that one in particular, a walking tour or something inside of there, would be really cool. Because she said like everything's kept historically accurate from like when it was built and is protected by. Whatever organization protects like the old buildings there, but uh, yeah, that's one of the protected ones. A lot of the other houses were either owned by people who rich people who don't live there because these the ones that we went by were the really old big ones that were like million two million dollar places or they were like hotels, which, you know, obviously people are staying there, that sort of thing. They don't let tours come through the lobby. Um. The Lollerie Mansion, uh, is it just me or like for some reason in my head, I envisioned it as like a house that's completely gated in that's like independent, is not like built into a city block. I don't know why in my head I had it envisioned differently, but it's basically like a giant ass house that's on a corner lot within the city. Um, it's hard to tell like what the courtyard and shit looks like or kind of what the interior looks like but that place is pretty cool but yeah again like you said rich guy never stays there throws like a what'd she say like a fucking christmas party there or something and then he never comes back throws in but basically what the house is known for, which is the the little little apartment that's it's now like a guest house off to the side. Basically, she said that they, he has his workers who he invites to the, the big party stay in there, which is where all of the horrible stuff happened. We're going to do an episode on it probably in a couple of weeks. So yeah. we won't, we'll mention anything more about that. But basically where all of the horrible shit happened, apparently that's where this rich dude has all of his guests stay and a like they probably don't know about it. We were thinking it must be weird when they are like <laughs> staying in this the the guest quarters and all of a sudden they see like four or five tour guide tours with the tour guides all pointing to <laughs> your window. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like that's where the shit happened. <laughs> here's there there's two really funny things that happened on that tour tour too, where she was talking about the gallery thing in front of the house. And she's like, you don't walk under there. It's a curse of some kind. While she's saying this, there's like three homeless people sleeping underneath it. (laughs) And I'm just like, see, you don't want to end up like them. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) the story, the, the story I feel like doesn't work when there's just people sleeping underneath it. But, um, and then you see another tour guide taking their tour underneath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the balcony around it. Yeah. Now, here's the uh one of the the best parts and I have this in our notes about throwing off the tour guide. Remember mm. when oh. she was talking about um the the slave quarters where she was like torturing uh all the slaves and stuff. And she was going into detail about it. And she's like, oh, you guys probably don't want to hear more, do you? It's gross enough for you. And everyone is like, no, we want more. 
and she More, didn't know please. She, she didn't know what to say and then she got all stumbled up it was uh kind of funny she expects everyone at that point to be all grossed out and be like, no, no. And both me and you are like, no, no, come on. <laughs> yeah, we, we want more. Let's go. More. Let's let's hear it. You got you got worse than that. Let's that was pretty fucking sick. Let's hear it. <laughs> now, Phil, I'm going to leave this part for you, which this might have been the best part of the entire tour. Um, mm. The funniest moment anyway. I have here lady who captured a quote-unquote orb and said she lived there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was great. Okay, so I have two people, not the tour guide, two people on this uh, tour that we we have to talk about. We'll we'll talk about her first. This lady looked like in her mid-40s, fucking... You know, kind of a Karen looking ish character, <laughs> uh, you can imagine. So she took a picture, her husband took a picture of the house and showed everyone, like, ooh, see, I caught Norb, I caught Norb. And it was obviously just a, a little bit of dust that came in front of the lens. And the, you got the, the lens flare basically from the dust. Uh, but, and the tour guide totally played along. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good. Someone, someone caught something. And the lady was like, I know it looks, I know it doesn't look like much, but every time we get a picture of this, like I live just down the street. I live just right over there. We get this all the time, blah, blah, blah. And she's, she's hyping herself up as like a local. And then we go like two and a half, like maybe a block and a half (laughs) back to the bar uh, for the end of the tour. And she's sitting there asking the tour guide, like pointing to her like maps and shit, how to like a a lift back to their hotel, which is outside (laughs) of the French Quarter. It's like, you dumb bitch. (laughs) Like, not 15 minutes ago, you said, I live right there. Yeah. And now you're trying to find, like, how to get a Lyft to come here, which, I mean, it's a fucking Uber or Lyft or whatever. I call them Lyfts because I only take Lyft. I don't take Uber. It's a fucking a ride share. Like, honestly, all you do is put the fucking ping down and it comes and gets you. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she she was yakking it up that she lived just down the street. Oh, just right over there. And then she needs a fucking, she needs directions to get back her, to her hotel. Honestly, though, I think we were joking as we're walking back. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that chick was drunk. Oh, yeah. But, uh, very. Yeah, that was me. You and I were laughing like the whole fucking way back at the hotel. Because <laughs> she's like, I live right there. I know this stuff's real. And then we see her confused on how to get back home. Uh, how do I get out of here? <laughs> oh my god! And she's was... pointing to her fucking app. Yeah, oh, that was oh good. My god. But just how she was like, oh, see, 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 like, huh? huh? We caught it. We caught it. Like, oh, nice first try. <laughs> um, obviously dust, but whatever. Yeah, you. If you guys saw Phil's face when she showed it, he <laughs> wouldn't even change an expression at all. He's just like, oh, okay. Like, and that's when she's like, I know, I know it's real. I live right there. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at like giving false fucking facial, like, you know, exactly what I'm thinking yeah, with my yeah, face. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help it. <laughs> um, okay. So the next funny thing, I think, I think, I think this happened the next day. Don't quote me on it, but, uh, Ooh, go ahead. Wait, wait, one, one more person we have to talk about. Okay. Let's hear every, so anyone who's ever been like on a haunted tour or any kind of tour knows this person. There's always one person who wants to be the tour guide's best friend. 
and always asking questions, always trying to answer their questions, even though they don't know shit, pretending like they're an expert. Uh, that lady on this tour was maybe the saddest human being I'd ever seen in that case. Like, just hand always raised up in the air. Just always, the tour, she was honestly throwing the tour guide off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to interject herself into all this stuff. Oh, I, I know that. I've studied this. Oh, I know that house. Oh, I know this, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, the tour guide, I thought she was going to just be like, all right, fucking chill, bitch. Like, <laughs> take it easy. Maybe go to the back of the fucking, you know, group take a little break because she was definitely taking her off of her game. Yeah. I, that must've been what, um, I have that written in here. Yep. Where is it? Uh, lady threw off tour guide. This is what you were talking about then. Okay. We've yep. solved that problem. That <laughs> one right there. Um, yeah, I'm try. I think these other three that have really confused me, I think they happened elsewhere, but, okay. um, We'll we'll get there here in a second. I we have to talk about the surprise in the restaurant <laughs> before ah. the World War II museum. So Phil, like the the World War II museum is like probably a mile from our hotel, and we're walking there. We wanted to get a quick bite to eat. We stopped in this place, and it was basically just a bar restaurant, right? Yeah, I look. It was outside of the outside of the French Quarter. Yeah, uh, on just off of Canal Street. I think it was, I think that's called the warehouse district, but don't quote me on that. Um, but I look behind and there's a plaque and it has a swastika on it. And it's talking about how this is the good swastika and everything. And I'm reading, I'm reading like, and that's why it's all over our floor. And I, symbol of peace. Yeah, yeah. the symbol of peace. And I look down and I, <laughs> I then I showed film. There's fucking the opposite direction swastikas all over the floor and honestly i know it's not the nazi one but it's kind of like unsettling we had a very nazi day that day we had the swastikas on the floor of the restaurant and then we went to the world war ii museum which obviously has plenty of nazi stuff there um yep. jesus christ man that was just that was a weird day it was so they were i'm trying to think of um, basically the little tiles that make little patterns, um, the entire, and it looked like, I will say this, it looked like the floor was over a hundred years old, which maybe means that it was put down before Nazis took over yeah. Germany and did all of that terrible stuff. But it's just that the fact that it was still there, they had to put a plaque up to explain like, no, no, this is not an Aryan brotherhood meeting location. <laughs> this is, uh, God, how do you. Whatever, whatever that's called, like a lot of bathrooms have it where there's little tiles that kind of make mosaic, I think. Yeah, kind of like mosaic. Um, basically, it was that on the floor and it did not like with with the interior of this bar. It didn't fit in at all with how like the interior was. It looked very out of place. Yeah, because I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's a hole in the wall, but I wouldn't say it's fancy. It's somewhere in like a mixture of those two. Um, like most of the places in that area, it was very much uh, a mixture, like an old building that has a new restaurant in it, and it's kind of a mix. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know if this has to do with the museum, but you told me to write down "old people bedazzled." Any idea what oh. that means? <laughs> Ooh. 
old people bedazzled. <laughs> I, um, I think you're talking about the movie Bedazzled. Old people. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Okay. I was talking about the movie Bedazzled because that was it was like a Tuesday night on Bourbon Street. And if you remember the movie Bedazzled, Brendan Fraser and I believe Elizabeth Hurley. So when Bar- Brendan Fraser first goes and meets the devil in uh, her nightclub, everyone looks like they're having a great time, you know, really enjoying the nightclub. But then when he goes back like the last time and you see how everyone's actually miserable, that's what all of because that Tuesday night, all it was was the older tourists going to see what Bourbon Street was like, but obviously not wanting to go when all the young people were. So you you saw like it was this party atmosphere, clubs, music playing, people drinking. But all it was was all of these like old people just like pissed off, like walking out of these nightclubs. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, I you and I got to experience the like change in culture of Bourbon Street Monday atmosphere. Atmosphere, yeah, yeah. starts out what did you say middle-aged to old people monday tuesday wednesday starts getting a little bit of a mixture and then thursday is like straight young kids there's younger people yeah younger people start coming out uh the cool thing was just off of bourbon you kind of saw where i think it was where all the kind of hung out on like wednesday and thursday night that actually looked like kind of a cool atmosphere because it wasn't like tourists it was They probably wouldn't want us in there because, you know, (laughs) we, you know, don't sound like them. We don't, you know, they all probably kind of know each other. I'm guessing it's a lot of people who work in the French Quarter who kind of like, you know, chill out at the bar after they're done working. That sort of situation. Kind of like townies, you know, but like Caddyshack, you know, (laughs) like all of the all of the poor people like go into the pool for 15 minutes. (laughs) that sort of having their fun but that looked like the cool place to hang out that night that we were walking through there maybe like wednesday night everywhere else was kind of a little bit a little bit depressing with the the tourists the people who you know you know what i mean the the people who are out there in the bars like drinking and stuff like not thursday night thursday was like a party atmosphere this was the weird night yeah i (laughs) think Is it just me or did I feel like pretty much every night Bourbon Street was weird, but it get definitely feels weirder with the younger crowd. Um, there's probably, what, at least 10 bars that had, like, live bands playing. I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. That was a little bit later on. That was, like, maybe Thursday night. The weird thing I thought about Bourbon Street was the fact that the police did not, like, do anything about like the homeless people that were just kind of like hanging out there. Obviously the cops were there to protect the tourists so that they didn't get bothered by, I think there's kind of a, like the, almost like the, all those homeless people know not to fuck with the tourists, but they were just kind of like still around, you know, like you were stepping over them pretty much as you were like walking through the streets. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody asked us for anything. Not that I remember, so I don't know if maybe it's a law there or something. Um, One thing I did notice, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of, like, I would say homeless-looking kids with guitars. And then it got me thinking, like, maybe these are just, like, um, what do they call them? Nomadic kids that just kind of venture around the country. Oh, fucking. (laughs) Like a bindle, you mean? A (laughs) bindle. 
Well, there's just like there were. I've heard of this where there's like groups of kids who kind of just like go city to city. In Europe, a lot of you would see little little gangs of kids that you were told to watch out for because they would kind of like all of a sudden rush you, and then one of them would like pick your pocket. You were kind of warned about them. I don't think they were this kind. Uh, definitely some. Okay, so a lot of them were playing. Uh, those five gallon buckets. Yeah. They were playing like drums on five gallon buckets. There was a couple of them that would have been worth me throwing a dollar if I did that sort of thing. But then there was also a couple of them that just had like two of them in front of them and were just kind of like tapping on them, trying to get people to give them money. Yeah. I don't know if they, they were homeless or they just do that for money. I don't really know. They had like a fucking four year old girl doing it there. Um, yeah. She's there every night we walk down Bourbon Street. So. That was a little sad. Yeah, yeah, that was a little sad. Um, yeah, the the I wouldn't say it's the worst city for homeless people, but there's definitely a lot of them. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard to tell if they were homeless or just like panhandling, I guess, kind of, or what they were doing. You know, like it's hard to tell what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would say definitely they didn't they didn't look like because the people who are not homeless, but like panhandling, they're always like a little bit more lively. They're standing up like trying to get your attention with their sign. You know, you, they're the ones who like hang off the sides of like uh, the on ramps towards like the interstate and everything. They've got a lot of life left in them. These people were basically, I call them like homeless burritos during the day. They were just kind <laughs> of like wrapped up in their sleeping bag, yeah. like in a stoop on a stoop. Yeah. You know, it was, kind, sort of thing. it was kind of sad though. You like, you'd see a lot of times they'd be passed. This is at nighttime. They'd be passed out in like little stoops or whatever. And you could see they must've gotten enough money for, uh, a bottle of booze or something because they'd be passed out and then that like almost fully drinking bottle of liquor would be like sitting right next to him. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, all of them basically that, yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah, I saw. That's the the crazy thing. Uh, during they must the the streets are very small there, so I understand this part. They have a problem with kind of like garbage pickup. Getting, I imagine getting those big garbage trucks through those tiny streets. Oh, God. So it's kind of hard. The During the day, a lot of them had their wheelie bins kind of sitting outside of the businesses full of garbage waiting to be picked up. I understand that part. Uh, so the bad thing about that is I can't imagine what it smells like during the summer. But it Ooh. wasn't even that hot. And it was the streets were smelling pretty bad. Really? I didn't think it was that bad. See, I remember walking around. I'm like, God, this place smells a lot better than like Chicago does. Oh, see, okay. So, I'm used to Arizona. They're really good at trash pickup. So, yeah, I think they maybe, are here too. Maybe in a city where it's more dense, like Phoenix isn't very dense. Most Phoenix proper is kind of dense, but outside of Phoenix, it's not very dense. Maybe in a really dense city, you get that problem a lot more. Like. I like Chicago, but if you go during the summer, because of how they have the sewer system set up for the city, mm. the heated shit smells comes up through the vents <laughs> and it just smells like shit. I'm sorry, Chicago people. I like your city, but in the summer in downtown, it smelled like dookie. You, you know, it smells like dookie there. Yeah. But so 
the the major smells of the French Quarter were definitely um, rotting garbage, uh, homeless people piss, and one more thing. What was that? Oh, Cheap. marijuana. Yeah, a weed lot smoke. of weed. A lot wow. of weed. Especially um, at night on bourbon. Holy shit. And it was just o- open in the streets. The cops couldn't care less, obviously, because I don't know if it's legal there or not, but they definitely had bigger fish to fry. Um, and and it's kind of a party atmosphere, like uh, like kind of a Tijuana situation, that I imagine. I imagine the cops look away at a lot of things, but certain things they really pay attention to, like fucking with tourists, I imagine. So I think the... for. Some of the homeless people do deserve some honorable mentions because they did some pretty fascinating things. I cannot lie. Uh, my mm. number one, my number one favorite guy I saw was a homeless man that had a little kitty that was riding on his shoulder and they were just walking hand in hand. <laughs> I don't know how he got the cat to learn to sit there, but he was just walking cat on his shoulder like a little parrot. Just like walk, a parrot. Yep. Yeah, just walking down Bourbon Street. Uh, mad respect for that guy. I would have given money for that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, uh, I do remember that, actually, now that you mention it. It was pretty crazy. Um, was he riding a bike or was he walking? He was walking. He was just right? walking. Yeah. 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 But okay. I, I just saw the cat and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, it, I've never seen that before. But, you know, that guy, he's got some skills. The other one we want to talk about, and I think this one is really fucking weird. <laughs> the Joan of Arc statue. We got to talk about the guy. Oh, God. <laughs> the yeah. Joan we of talk Arc. about that homeless guy. I, I don't even know if he was homeless. It looked like he had nice clothes on. But so Phil and I are sitting. It's like almost like a little. Um, would they call it a it's- pangola? No. Am I saying that right? Like a pagoda. Pangoda. Yeah, I think like they have a statue in the middle little half walls around it or whatever. Phil and I are sitting there. He's Phil. I think you were taking pictures at the time. And all of a sudden we start hearing this like scratch. Yeah. Like scratching. You can tell like somebody's scratching on concrete. Right. And we're like, I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was an animal. Right. We Mm -hmm. couldn't see anybody around. Then all of a sudden this like kind of creepy looking guy comes closer to us. And then he starts sharpening something on the concrete. (laughs) right next to yeah. us and you were like let's get the fuck out of here this guy's like staring at us i don't know if we were about to be stabbed or like what this guy was doing or if he's gonna go home and kill his wife i don't know but <laughs> he was he was sitting on like the concrete slabs were meant for like sitting in a in a circle almost around this joan of arc statue which is it's kind of by the pier uh yeah in a, like, yeah on the water in the french quarter and he's just like unblinkingly staring at us, sharpening <laughs> this iron rod into a point as he's like, as we're just kind of like sitting there talking, taking pictures. And we just kind of like, as we're leaving another little, like two people, like a, a guy and a chick, like walk up. And I was thinking about just look at him like, no, get out of there. Get but the no, we just fucking booked there. it out. <laughs> yeah, I that was I so weird. I, that was just so fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's that guy was fucking creepy. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered him, but okay, we gotta we gotta do these last two that I have zero clue what you were trying to tell me. Um, okay, 
in the notes, figure this puzzle out. In the notes, number one, I ha- it just says Renaissance Fair. Any clue what you meant oh. by Renaissance Fair? Renaissance. Let's go back to that one uh, <laughs> okay, later. Okay, I'll think about Renaissance Fair. Now, uh, the other one was what was Phil thinking at restaurant? Oh shit. <laughs> I knew you're gonna have trouble remembering. Well, you this. you were supposed to ask me when we left, so I wouldn't uh, have to say it in front of the people. I thought you wrote down the whole thing. Nah, we. <laughs> I don't even know which restaurant. There were I, so many fucking. I'm trying stories to, about. I'm trying to think if there's a restaurant that had anything weird happen. Um, the the that first restaurant we went to where it was so audibly loud and. Oh, it was fuck. like a fucking nightclub, but it was just people talking. That's how loud they were talking. We were sat at a table on three sides of us. One side of us was a wall. On the other three sides of us were different bridesmaids parties. And then there was a group of dudes sitting like a little bit off to the side of yeah. us. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucking loud in there. That's the restaurant where we saw the mouse walk by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw, what did we see? A mouse and several birds in different restaurants. They just let the yep. animals in. No big deal. Um, we, remember, I think I fed that one bird and then it took off, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was at the, uh, there was the Benet. Yeah. Those Benet things, the yeah. Benet Cafe. And I was laughing as we took off because you probably, now there's going to be like 200 of them that show up <laughs> expecting to get donuts from people <laughs> i imagine they're like it's a known thing like don't feed the birds if they fly into this because it's an open kind of restaurant situation it was open on two sides like the uh the big window deals yeah. were like yeah pulled up so it was like open air so um <clears throat> the uh i think the other big thing <laughs> okay there's two things i guess the number one um I, I guess I never really asked your opinion on the Museum of Death because we obviously went there. Oh, yeah. What did you think overall of it? I thought it was interesting. Um, I, so I'm, uh, it, in a small space, it had a lot of stuff. Like there was a yeah. lot. I thought that we were going to be that place. I didn't think it would be worth the money that we spent to get in there. But there was so much stuff crammed in those displays. It was very well worth it. Um, I had seen a lot of like a lot of the famous serial killer pictures that we've we've talked about, like serial killers. We talked about that sort of stuff before. Yeah, I think the one thing that really drew me to it that I wanted to see that even relates to the show was Dr. Kevorkian's suicide machines that were in there. Um, Obviously, we did a full episode on it. I think it was an awesome episode. Learned a lot about him and like to see the stuff in person is pretty neat just did you feel like even though it was designed you know to euthanize people like it looked so crude didn't it oh definitely it looked like something that was made yeah yeah it uh like uh someone who's an entrepreneur made it as a prototype hoping that like a company would perfect it yeah i guess yeah. When also when I was thinking that too, um, I don't know if you felt this way, but I'm like, realistically, um, the three vials of whatever he used, that's about all it takes to kill somebody. So uh, it doesn't need to be that fancy. But just like with the Amish, it's set up 
so that it's not actually him doing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Loopholes. So. Yeah. Um, so I told you I had been to the L.A. one because there's an L.A. and a New Orleans one. It's interesting because the New Orleans one is essentially one giant ass room, right? Yep. The L.A. one is serious. I swear to God, it's like maybe I would say seven rooms. Okay. Not, not that big, but they're almost like different little sectors you go into with different stuff. So um, I personally would recommend seeing either of them. I thought they were really cool. Uh, I still d- perplexed how they get some of this shit, like the bra and panties that <laughs> Eileen Warnos wore before she oh, was yeah. executed. I'm like, how do you even get these? <laughs> it must have been in someone's collection and then they donated it. Or uh, I was weirded out. They had the human embryos. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. Uh, in the whatever they were trapped in kind of deal in display. That was a little that was weird seeing those um, different stages of like growth for a human embryo. That was weird. I like the like, uh, and, and not like models of it, like actual human yeah, embryos. Yeah. The part I liked, I don't know if you saw it, but it was like the lobotomy kit with um, yes. with the sample of like someone's brain in there. Kind of cool. Yeah, they they had a, a big display about that. Um, also, the autopsy table and the, the pictures of the kind of in progress autopsies, which yeah. you don't usually see. <laughs> no. Not usually. I remember I was pointing out the death masks and they had, you know, pretty famous people, Robin Williams, um, Marlon Brando. And then there's just Michael Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson had a tiny little face. Yeah, I I, I get which I guess it's a museum of death. But like, I don't know. That guy has. Well, I guess he'd be a pedophile criminal, right? Yeah, I think they were going for just more like fame. I don't yeah. think they were really going for um basically they had it was a, a, up on the top of the wall. It was all famous people. So, I forgot. They had, remember they had Dustin Hoffer? No, Dustin Hoffman. Was that his yep. name? And I told you I'm like, "Damn, I didn't even know he was dead." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. One of the things that I thought was interesting, well, so like I mentioned uh, with the autopsy photos, like the photos you don't usually see. So we did an episode on Nicole Brown Simpson, OJ yeah. Simpson, all of that stuff. They had a crime scene photo of the actual wound to uh, her neck and just how deep and how big it was. I've never seen that photo before. I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was like right. They they had it like her her head lifted up to show like the depth and the the width and when they say like the her head was almost cut off her head was almost cut off like from that wound it was horrifying here here's a way to visualize it guys imagine a bear grabbing your neck and think of how big their jaws and they're just ripping it out like the wound was like that fucking big just a giant ass rectangle on her neck and those are from stab wounds that was a lot of stab wounds Oh yeah, stabbing and slashing. That was you, yeah, that was fucking crazy. I'll probably remember that picture the most. Probably <laughs> till the day I fucking die, honestly. That, that was cuz it's one of those things where you're just kind of perusing all the pictures. You come up to the OJ Simpson display and then that is just center stage like right there. It's like holy know, shit. The the like, one that got me that I don't think I'd ever seen before was the the Manson murders and they had um 
all the victims there, including Sharon Tate, who's pregnant and dead with a noose around her neck. And I'm like, Jesus, I've never seen those. And it was like, those ones are burned in my head too. Just because you always hear about them ones. With that display, they also had, it was the naked body of the Folger. I forgot what her name is, but uh, her, she has Folgers in her name because she's the the heiress to that fortune. One of the, one of the other like, people who was murdered that night and it was just nude body all of the different wounds just laid out and i was like holy shit i've never seen that picture before yeah i i remember that one too actually just uh you don't expect to see that but i guess it is <laughs> the museum of death after all yeah that's probably one of the photos that they probably scrub off the internet if it ever like the google images if it ever makes it on you know the internet they probably scrub it out of there oh, so it's yeah. harder to find but yeah, if that museum gets a hold of it, they can display whatever they want. So, fucking, I yeah, that was one of the crazy ones too. Um, I think we got to talk about <laughs> the guy we went to breakfast at that one place. The I don't even remember what it was called. Some sort of Sweet Martha's Chicken or something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh God, yeah, yeah. it was a it was a diner style. It was yeah. out of the French Quarter. It was um it was the day that we went to the World War II museum, right? Mm, I think the day after that. The day after. Okay. Cause you kept saying you were craving fried chicken. So yep. and ironically I went to two different restaurants for you to get fried chicken <laughs> and then you in fact did not order fried chicken. <laughs> um <laughs> I got the big boy breakfast. What can I say? That is true. That is very true. But uh country fried steak and pancakes. But yeah, you're talking about our waiter who is a fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil was not happy when there were signs everywhere that they don't split checks there, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so basically this guy was talking about uh like so there's there's a few signs. One was right by my face, and I saw the sign. And basically, like I put my card down, and I told Cody to put his card down. He was a little sheepish about it because he saw all of the signs. And so he pretty much just takes Cody's card because um, he hands you. No, wait, how did it happen? Um, you were gonna hand it to him, but he only took my card with the check. Yeah, right. Yeah, something so, like that. So as he goes back into the behind the bar area, I actually, I yell out loud at him. Can we actually get that split? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he comes back with, you know, he comes back, grabs Cody's tab or grabs Cody's credit card. And he's like, well, actually, you know, we have some signs up. uh, We actually don't split tabs. It gets really busy in here, as you can see. And he kind of like displays the restaurant, which there's maybe eight or nine people in there at this yeah. time yeah and i'm like oh okay i'm sorry next time we'll we'll fit you'll figure it out knowing <laughs> that obviously i'm never coming back to new Orleans probably ever again yeah but it was funny because he was making it seem like this was so busy it's like no dude i've you know i've seen restaurants in places where there's people standing up eating because there's just no room to sit like fire code being broken every minute that they're open. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is not busy. Yeah. No, there's plenty of other restaurants that were that were that busy. Uh, not that one, but um, yeah, I guess that's a good, uh, another point. <laughs> and we were joking about it and uh, we're like, I think the Southern hospitality 
might be bullshit. Um, at least in the French Quarter. At least of, in New Orleans. Yeah. God, everyone was like, I don't know if it's just like, because we're used to the Midwest or whatever, but everyone just kind of seemed rude. Yeah. So the in my mind, like the myth of the Southern hospitality was kind of broken. So I was uh, going down to get more of those Dixie like coffee cups. Oh, yeah. The Dixie cups. <laughs> Uh, the kind that you put coffee in, the sturdier kind. And that's all I wanted. There was uh, two people trying to get a room for an extra night, uh, kind of like out, outside of their stay, kind of trying to like haggle with the, the front desk lady, trying to get that done. So I'm standing kind of like off to the side behind them for, I'm very patient when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm there for about eight minutes. And all of a sudden, this big security guard dude who is kind of like posted up by the door, usually... This time, like at this point of the night, he's sitting down in a chair kind of off to the side. All of a sudden, he stands up, looks over at me, and he's like, hey, dude, what do you want? And I was <laughs> like, uh, I'm just here for some coffee cups. He's like, oh. and he fucking storms to the back, goes, and he's like, how many? I was like, uh, can I get like six? He comes out with five and hands them to me, and I walk away. I'm like, thank you. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, god damn. <laughs> I get that he's not like the front desk person. But I don't know why he was so pissed or what was going on, but very not not at all. Just kind of like faking it, not putting on the show of like, oh, is there is there something I can help you with? Like, do you need something? What can I help you? with? That sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, dude, what do you want? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And like the front desk lady, anytime I asked for coffee cups, wasn't much different. Like, can I help you? Like, uh, can I get this or that? Okay. Yeah, I I don't goes back and gets it. It I don't know. We maybe it's just what they're used to there. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, I noticed this in California. Certain parts of California, you kind of get this attitude too. Like some parts of California, everyone's super nice, and other parts of California, you they're like annoyed that you are getting business at their place of work. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of bothering them at what they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's uh that's kind of the feeling I got, but uh oh, yeah, it uh it it was a it was a good 5 days. Um I guess we should talk about the elevator of death uh, in our hotel too. Yeah, you hear Phil's expression there? <laughs> <laughs> we got uh there was okay, there was one point the the elevator you could tell to be an old dummy way. Yeah. Basically, it was about I would say Two and a half feet by three and a half feet, you know, in width and, you know, height. Obviously, it was, you know, like eight feet tall, nine feet tall, just like normal. But it was about two by three. And if there was four people in there, everyone was like stomach to it stomach. Was, basically. Yeah, it was tiny. Tight. One the maybe what second or third night that we were there, uh, we both got in the elevator. And as we stepped into the elevator, it sank about four inches. <laughs> I remember that because I the door was still open and you gave me that look and I just about stuck my hand there to like get off. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. If this is how we go out, this is how we go out. <laughs> no one would know. We just wouldn't have an episode next week. But <laughs> well, oh, they must have quit. <laughs> I think there was like a lady who was just coming to the door. Maybe that was a different time. But I remember sitting there and it was almost like time froze for a second. And I was just about to stick my hand out there and I was like, ah, fuck it. And then we just went, it was weird. Like it was like, like you said, it went down four inches. It's kind of like bounced a little bit. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it was a very, probably the scariest elevator I felt. Uh, one of them. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but it was an old hotel. Like you said, probably an old yep. dummy waiter, not designed to be a fucking elevator. But, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it was interesting. Um, how, how the hotel was set up, it was two buildings that were connected into yeah. one building. So yeah. the hallways didn't quite meet. You actually had to go outside to get into the other um, part of the hotel. It was a little weird. You had to walk around the outside balcony. Like what we were, di- <laughs> it almost felt like we are the hall, the, the halls they had to turn on to get to our room. Remind me of like the fucking shining. I was expecting like <laughs> two little girls to be sitting there. But to be fair, we had a great window view outside right onto the main street on the fourth floor i thought that was pretty cool yeah that was i mean we had one of the better rooms because a lot of the i heard when they were trying to figure out what room those two people that i was behind they were trying to figure out like what room they were gonna get into for the first night because they couldn't get into their room for the other three nights they called them petite rooms i think those were a lot of the middle because all that they were were a tiny room with like a bed or two in it and a window and we actually had like the corner room that kind of snaked around. I definitely think that our room was the peep show room where there was the two <laughs> people like the guy fucking the hooker in yeah. the bed. And then yeah. there was like the little room where the dude would like look through a peephole and jerk off. I think that was our bathroom. I think that's how <laughs> that room was set up. It, it, well, it did have the cock chair. Um, yep. <laughs> Obviously. every Well, that's every hotel and. You know what's sure, fu- you know yeah. what's funny? I don't even know if you remember this, but I we were sleeping. I woke up as like three or something in the morning. I think I went to go pee, and you were wide awake. And then you were like, "Do you hear that growling outside the window? Do you remember that?" Um, no. Okay, maybe you were like in that half sleeping point, but you're like, I keep hearing this growl outside the window, and I'm like, I think I turned the TV on for you or something. You don't remember? Oh, no, not. I remember waking <laughs> up and hearing something. I, but I was like, oh, are you can't sleep? And you're like, ah, there's just a growl outside the window. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. And I think I turned the TV on to like try to drown it out or whatever. And then I think he fell asleep. I don't know if you remember any of this. Yeah, I remember it kind of. I just remember not being waking up, but yeah, I was, um, I remember figuring out what it was, but I can't remember what it was because I was like, I investigated because like, I can't sleep until I figure out what the fuck that was. <laughs> you know, now I'm thinking about that lady talking about werewolf fucking committees of the meeting yeah. and speakeasies and they shit. knew. We... So I, I do believe I figured out what it was. Was it a vampire? No, it wasn't a vampire. Okay. It was something mundane. I ah. can't remember what it was, but I, there's a, a lot of weird noises going on, uh, in that hotel. The goddamn train that went by in yeah. the morning, blasting yeah. its horn at fucking five thirty <laughs> yeah. in the morning. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches. Ah, uh, well, Phil, we've been rolling for a while here. Do you have any other tidbits you want to talk about about the trip? Uh, no, not really. Still trying to remember like why I thought something was a Renaissance fair. I really do. I do remember telling you um, that thing that I was going to mention after the restaurant. And I don't remember it now. So I wish I would have written that down. I um, when when the Renaissance thing to me, I 
feel like you saw somebody dressed up a certain way. Um, mm. But you know what? I guess it's not that. Maybe by the next time we record, you'll remember, and then we will bring it up then. Yeah, the th- the here's the problem. Every time we like <laughs> took a moment to write down what we remembered throughout the day, we were about what three or four beers in. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah. from the the night dinner restaurant that we ate at. So usually about like three or four of those Blondales or Blue Moons in. So sometimes I just like mention something and then rattle it off. <laughs> so that's probably what it was. I I imagine it was probably funny in the moment. But talking about it now, it probably wouldn't be fun. So I want one last thing here. Shout out to New Orleans craft beer. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how good all of it was. Um, I was. Yeah, me too. If they had that here, I would buy like, you know, whatever, six, 12 pack of that because it was very refreshing. Yeah, a lot of their beer was actually kind of like that one beer that we had, the voodoo was really it tasted like watered down orange juice like that not it didn't taste like that it had that consistency but it wasn't really filling it actually kind of was refreshed like didn't fill me up it kind of like you know gave me a little energy it's kind of weird maybe there yeah. was some fucking you know caffeine in it, but <laughs> it was good um i was surprised at how much stuff just kind of came with french fries like it seemed like all of their like fish or like seafood dishes came with french fries I didn't really didn't really imagine that, but I suppose fish and chips is pretty big. Yeah. But like all the shrimp, catfish, everything that I we ate. Oh, we also have to mention the weird thing that we ate, which was gator. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, I didn't think it was too bad. No, it wasn't. Uh, The odd thing about it was so it can it comes to the table breaded. And when it was breaded, my brain told me it tasted like chicken. But then I wanted to try one where without the breading to see what it actually like tasted like. When you rip off the breading, it looks like pork. Yeah. So my brain, when I ate it, my brain told me it was pork. That was the weird part. It went from tasting like chicken to tasting like pork. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little, definitely tougher than chicken. I think that's what Much got chewier. after you. Yeah, after you mentioned the pork thing, um, that's kind of what uh, what did it for me. Yeah, uh, the other thing is, if anybody's considering going there, just know everything is overpriced, <laughs> and Ooh. you better have your wallet with you. Definitely, yeah. It we the funny thing is, we walked a block away from the French Quarter, and the restaurant prices went back to what they normally should have been. Yeah, it was. It's crazy to think like you could throw a baseball at a restaurant outside the French Quarter, and that restaurant's gonna be. 30 to 40% cheaper. Yeah. Just because of like where you're at. So I would say on average for a single person, it was probably what 40 to $50 each meal close Yep. Uh, with, the it be- was with, with a beer or at two. the, with a beer or two. Yeah. At the nicer restaurants, it was 50 to $60 yeah. at the kind of the not as expensive ones. Um, the place where we got the really good club sandwich, that one after two beers was like 40 bucks ish. It's just everything was a little bit, everything had like more money added onto it. And that's including like inflation. It's yeah. not even saying like, oh, inflation's terrible. Like inflation's bad everywhere, but this is like more like, yeah, the, it, you know, the overall price, I would say one of the more expensive places I've ever been. Thank God we didn't try to rent a car or anything um, because, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you go there, just get a hotel kind of in that quadrant. 
and just walk everywhere because it'll save you a lot of money. Oh, definitely. You can if you get it any if you get a hotel anywhere in the French Quarter, you can hoof anywhere. So, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Well, guys, I suppose we should get out of here. It's almost uh, we're well over an hour plus now. So <laughs> but, hopefully you're all still listening <laughs> eh, or they'll be asleep. One of the two. So anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient with us as we enjoyed our little break from reality in the lovely state of New Louisiana. Uh, not much, not much more to say other than. We'll see you guys in a week for a brand new episode. Also, happy Thanksgiving because uh, you probably won't get a new episode till after then. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. <laughs>